not Cheyenne, but Cheyenne. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so fun. I laughed out loud. Come on, dude. Cheyenne. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're recapping episode nine of the Hallmark original series, Ride, Truths Laid Bare. Just one more episode to go in season one of Ride. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love to have you follow us on Instagram, where we're both Megan and Wendy and Girls Gone Hallmark. You can always jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. I will leave a link in our show notes. I have some news and notes. Go ahead. First, let's do a quick ride uh, numbers update. Mm. Ride dropped in both share of the key demo and in viewership this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're down to 839,000 viewers. Did you see the graph I made recently? <laughs> I, I You did not. it. <laughs> I, I uh, posted an article on our blog about Ride, and I made a graph because I'm a real nerd. I love it. I took all the, the metrics from Showbuzz Daily, and I made a graph of their viewership over the last nine episodes. That's amazing. So that's not news to you. No, no. But it's been like up, down, up, down, up, down. Like that's the pattern all season long. So we all know we're in the midst of a writer's strike, but did you know that there's a actor's strike pending as well? Stop. I did not. So the SAG after contract expires June 30th. Negotiations begin on June 7th, and the board was going to ask for a vote for strike authorization prior to the negotiations, which... The articles I read, I don't know a lot about how union negotiations work, but basically said that can be a bargaining point. It says, look, we've our members have already authorized a strike. So if at any point this breaks down, we're ready to go on strike if you're not willing to work with us. Mm-hmm. How that's affecting – now that's affecting entertainment industry as a whole. Movies are having a hard time getting insurance because – of the pending strike, but in the Hallmark world and throughout entertainment, they're shuffling timelines. They're like, we got to get everybody in as much as we can get done before that timeline. And the reason we know or can strongly speculate what's happening here, there is a Hallmark fan convention coming up, Christmas Con in Kansas, put on by the That's For Entertainment brand. And several actors have had to bow out at the last minute. Lacey Chabert, Jen Lilly, Brennan Elliott, Cameron Matheson was going to be appearing. He's now only able to be there for one day. And Jen Lilly herself said in the comments that it's due to the shuffling of a lot of schedules. So we shall see what happens because it doesn't matter how many scripts you have stockpiled if you don't have the actors with which to make the movies. Wow. That is going to be really interesting to watch this shake out. And for context, the last actor strike was in 2000, and that was over a dispute about work in commercials. So it Mm. has been a minute. Wow. I just don't want to watch months and months of reality TV. I like to be entertained with good stories as well, you know, but I this is not about me. (laughs) I am concerned about, you know, whatever they're fighting for. 
Sure. The thing that's great about Girls Gone Hallmark is we can always look at the archives of, you know, there's a huge catalog of movies that we can choose from and review here on the podcast. So that's right. Yeah. Exciting and sad. Okay. Let's move on to Ride and let's hear a synopsis. Sure thing. Uh, Valeria finally, finally reveals the secrets of her past and the truth of Austin's secrets surface, Mm -hmm. causing Cash to spiral into a dark and dangerous place. This episode is a little bit of a departure from previous episodes in that we don't have nearly as many competing storylines. Just one strong through line about the truth about Valeria. Right. I have in my notes alternate title, the one where Austin is a huge disappointment. <laughs> and also the one where Daniel Booker continues to be a jerk, even off screen. That, uh, totally goes missy. Well, I think this is like the next day or the next couple days, right? Because we do start the episode out like where it ended mm-hmm. last week, which is a first for this show, mm-hmm. I believe. So I guess I'm not surprised that we didn't see Gus Booker back, you know, just I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I'm talking about Daniel Daddy Booker. Oh, my bad. I'm (laughs) sorry. Oh, Daniel Booker is just a real jerk off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So those are your two alternative titles. Yeah. Mine is, uh, is this thing almost over? (laughs) Sorry. No, I actually, so I thought last week's episode was pretty good. I was excited to see like this week's episode rolled right into it. But I was like, at the end of it, I was like, really? Okay. So Well, that answers my next question, which is what was your feeling about the Valeria truth reveal? I just think that it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it wasn't as dramatic as I thought. She's not a bad guy. Right. I was preparing for her to be the bad guy and she's not the bad guy. I think that this show could be good because I think the actors are good Mm -hmm. and I don't even hate like the setting. I think the writing might need some help on this Mm. show. And I think it would behoove them to bring in like a seasoned writer or showrunner who is familiar with like soap operas. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that they need that level of drama. Yeah, because it's falling flat for mm. me. What about you? I was expecting more from the Valeria reveal. So I kind of was expecting that we were supposed to be torn about accepting her and the McMurray's rallying around her when it turns out they had absolutely no reason not to rally around her. Well, because she comes from like a unstable home, right? Her mom dies. Her dad is not great. He remarries. She's not accepted into like their new family and basically hears that they're going to send her away to like boarding school or whatever. So she runs away. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, like she's 16. So when Austin finds her at some rodeo or whatever, which I think is kind of weird, by the yes. way. Yes. Like, what are you doing with a 16 year old dude? Mm. Yes. Please explain why you were picking up stray minors. Mm-hmm. Pretty weird. Of course, Isabel is going to be like, yes, we're going to give you a soft place to land. That's nice, I think. I'm confused because in the beginning of the episode when Valeria is explaining her past, 
she says, why didn't you just tell us? And she said, because Isabel would have had to send me back. Do you remember that scene? Yes, I do. Then towards the end of the episode, we get a flashback of her actually meeting Isabel. At, and she says, I'm 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm from the foster system. So is it because she's 16 and from the foster system? She's still a minor because mm-hmm. she says in the beginning, Isabel would have had to send me back because I was a minor. Isabel knew she was a minor. <laughs> it's yeah. confusing to me. I thought she was going to lie about her age at that point. Maybe Isabel decides she's 16 and sending her back would have been unsafe. Yeah, they didn't really like complete the circle there, did Mm-mm. they? Yeah. I That I was thrown. Yeah. So... What do you think about Valeria then saving Austin's ass, like going back to her parents' home and stealing this necklace? I don't understand why Austin knowing her secret that she comes from a wealthy family is such a big deal, is enough power over her to get her to steal this necklace to save him. Absolutely agree. First of all, Austin, you're a terrible person. I think this is true trash bag behavior. You somehow got, we still don't know exactly. Like we know he was is it gambling, gambling debts. Yeah. I don't think it's super clear yet mm-hmm. why he was in such big money trouble. But that's your problem. And then you're going to turn to this girl who you saved in quotations as a child and say, like, I know your secret that you're not who you say you are, but who she says she is and who she actually is, neither of those people is a criminal, right up until the point she steals the necklace, which you could argue is rightfully hers. She's not a criminal. I just think he used her loyalty to him and the family and how they saved him in such an ugly, dirty way. Totally. Blackmailed her, basically. Yes. What is such? It's gross. That's not... A stand-up dude right there. Yeah, and I I don't think this show has established that Austin is a stand-up dude. No, I agree. However, I do think there's this, the McMurray air of Austin McMurray, especially from the cash perspective of him being this dynamic, cash uses a word, and I wish I could remember what it is, how he was kind of the unicorn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of that is appearing to be true. Right. And I do think it's kind of interesting to watch like Isabel and the rest of the family see how who Austin really is like unfolding in front of them. Like, I think that's an interesting storyline, but it's not really like hitting like I want it to. I think Valeria's storyline could have been made better if she had done some shady things along the way as a runaway. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you're this small time criminal who had to do X, Y and Z to survive. Mm. Yeah, I can still root for her, but then at least Austin's got something like you're wanted in these states for these petty thefts or for breaking Mm. into home, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like make it a little dirtier. Yeah. So that would be interesting if they did go to a season two and worked on backstories of the characters. Uh I'm trying to think of a show that has done that. I think maybe Lost. Remember the ABC series Lost? Yes. You know, because you're on an island, how much story do you have there? And then you start to, to like go back into the characters' individual stories. So if we saw season two from Ride, I think it would be cool if we did see Valeria's story kind of develop. Maybe she did do some like petty theft or whatever to, to get by. 
And that would give us more context of the secret that Austin was holding over her. Yeah. And there's a lot they could do with that. Like Missy's pageant queen days, yes. cash mm-hmm. being in the military, tough being this cowboy, but also like coming out as a gay man, right? Like mm-hmm. how does that affect his family? How does that affect the world that he lives in? There's a lot going on there. Isabel losing Dusty. There's a lot I they mean, could do with that. I think I just gave them a season two. I think is, I did. <laughs> is that like brilliant? I do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just kidding. No, I won't. I won't. Well, I'm not a part of the Writers Guild, so... Don't be a scab. I'm not. Okay, moving on. But I think that's a good idea. I think they should do that because, like, how much more do I want to watch in season two of them trying to save this ranch? Not, not, not a whole lot. No, season two, they need to dig into one path, whatever it is. Are you an event venue? Then you've got different crazy events happening there every week mixed in with the throwbacks based on whichever character. Are you focusing on Cash's rodeo career and how that affects the whole family. You need to dial into one direction and then build up these characters in that. A couple episodes ago here, I think I said incorrectly, unfortunately, but I think there is a good storyline here if they did continue with the stadium under the McMurray name, but then Austin's reputation sullies that. Yeah, so the stadium is not happening. Mm -hmm. It's just like, boom, done. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I think that was a little too anticlimactic for me, the way that Hank was willing to just back out. I do think we could still see some McMurray fallout once perhaps the truth about Austin becomes public, but may reflect on them in another way, right? Now Cash has got this dream to be a big writer, but what's it going to mean when we find out that his brother, the superstar rodeo writer... Was Was a big fat cheater. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's an interesting avenue to look at, too. I like it. I like it. But I'm not fully bought in to the idea that Cash wants to be this big superstar. Mm Mm-hmm. It it doesn't show for us. You know what I mean? Like, right. He's not. He just wants to be better than Austin. He's he's tired of living in this Austin's unicorn shadow. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to do something for himself. But this was all under the guise at the beginning of the season that he needed to do this to make money to save the ranch. Right. And yet again, we need to dial in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's, I think he's got to be a bull rider. The show is called Ride. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be bull riding at the center of it. Uh There were some things I liked about this episode. Some little moments. Um, First up, when Tucker Clark pulls up to the McMurray Ranch and Cash squares up to his truck Mm -hmm. like they're about to have an old Western duel. (laughs) I thought it was both hot and hilarious. Ah. (laughs) Cash and Tuff are arguing in their truck about Cash's responsibility upon hearing this message from his brother and Tuff is of course frustrated because maybe they could have done something at the time and Cash something about the way he says this next line I was 8,000 miles away from home brother brother did did you hear that line yeah I did it was a good one yeah hey look I really like uh what's his name Bo Bo Murkoff Yeah. yeah I like him as an actor me too I think he's kind of growing on me last week he was a real douchebag but this week like i i did like those kind of like those scenes like you said like when he's having this tough conversation with tough and when he squares off with tucker carlson i like that yeah i kind of like the whole vibe of this darker ep as Mm -hmm. mentioned 
I could have used more, but I did like this melodramatic direction we were going. So did you like at the end where Cash comes to the pawn shop and he's there to like tear Tucker Carlson's head off and then gets Tucker detained? Clark, Tucker Carlson, somebody what? else entirely. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> with this show. So did you like that ending then? You like the, the big like drama there at the end? I did, but as Tucker Clark as his role as a pawn shop owner, other than being like a total dick, done anything wrong? Well, he stole his Did daddy's he? belt. Did I don't. He? Oh, good question. Did somebody take that to the pawn shop mm. to pawn Austin? Did he steal it? I bet Austin stole it. Do I not understand how pawn shops work? Because Missy takes her engagement ring and says, I need to pawn this for two weeks. Mm-hmm. What? I I think like she gets the cash for it. And then if she returns back in two weeks to repay the cash pu- plus interest and she gets the ring back. I think that's how it works. OK, I thought it was just a direct trade. Like you give me this, I'll give you the money and then I th- it's gone forever. I guess that does make sense that they'll hold on to it for a length of time. Now, I couldn't even tell you where I pawn shop is at i don't have one in my town (laughs) you know you know it's weird that like this small town of canyon has this pawn shop sure do you know where a pawn shop is in your city megan i don't but i'm also not even sure i would clock it Uh, i think i would i just don't think they exist what did you think about missy reuniting with her mom a little bit in this episode i'm glad that we're not leaving storylines with major loose ends I'm glad they didn't just introduce Missy's mom for a little bit of drama in that Isabel birthday ep, and now we're bringing it back around a little bit. I was hoping that there was more to Missy's mom, like there's more history there with the McMurray family. But in this particular episode, I did like the conversation that they had where she says, that ranch is not your problem, basically, in the simplest of terms. Like she has no, like, Missy has no... Like she responsibility. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, of course, Missy's so upset that Daniel Booker is not paying her for the wedding and blah, 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 all that stuff. Like, that storyline is so dumb. Don't you agree? No? Um, You can disagree with me. No, it's I'm fine. trying to decide what I think about that storyline. I think they needed to give Missy a storyline. They oh, didn't have anything else think for her. Yes. She needed well, something to do. She wasn't training cash. What else is her purpose? Yeah, but they've got this whole thing where they're chasing down the truth about Austin. Why isn't Missy involved in that? Mm, Why hasn't Missy reached back out to Polly? Mm, Why yeah. are we getting this dude who has so much money that he can just helicopter in to the ranch to just pay for the wedding that couldn't have honestly cost that much? It's not the Ritz Carlton. I mean, I think and the it's very, not the montage. They're they're paying for maybe the catering that the McMurrays might have had a front. You know, I know. What else is there? There wasn't like there was servers sure and musicians space and all of this. But what are the McMurrays out? They're not out anything. That's true. How much money have they actually lost other than the time they spent? Because they did give up an entire ranch working day to set up. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I can't. But. You're right. I, they could have given Missy something more interesting to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you noticed that Frontier Jeans hasn't been talked about in a couple episodes? <laughs> I, yeah, I remember at the beginning of last episode, I think she was like, oh, I haven't heard from them in a while. And then <laughs> what's going to happen? When we get into a finale episode of a show, I am 
about 20 minutes away from finishing the finale of Emily in Paris. And they're just like wrapping up storylines, wrapping yeah. up storylines, <laughs> trying to like bring it all to a close. So I wonder how much action we're going to get in next week's episode. Yeah. Is there anything else that you liked about this episode? That's it. Well, I have two sort of did you see that's. Yes. And they're mostly complaints and mm. curiosities. Tough. And Julian are talking, right? Mm -hmm. And they're talking about like Julian's going back out on the road and then he's going to take some time off and go to Arizona and he really wants Tuff to go with him. And I was like, these dudes have zero chemistry with each other. Like <laughs> nothing screams like an interest between these two other than a friendship. I don't get it. But second, Julian leaves with the most amount of leftovers I've ever seen one man take in my entire life. It was like, Four stacks of huge Tupperware left over from the... I'm like, what's he going to do with that? Does one dude who lives by himself is going to eat all that? That's ridiculous. Yeah. And isn't he leaving town? What? Anyway, the other thing that I wanted to mention was during the middle of this episode, Cash wants to fight with Tucker, right? Mm -hmm. It's like their first visit to the pawn shop. Uh-huh. And Tuff whispers, Cheyenne. <laughs> like... Don't do it. You got Cheyenne coming. <laughs> I just laughed so hard. I was like, this big Cheyenne rodeo, like, is it ever going to happen? It's got to happen in the in the last episode, right? Okay. Y yes, but I got the impression that the end of this episode was happening on the day of the Cheyenne rodeo. Yes, ma'am, because all of a sudden they're like, where's Kush on the day that he's supposed to be riding in Cheyenne? Where the hell is Cheyenne, by the way? <laughs> I mean, it's in Wyoming, but hold on. What the hell is the name of the town where they live? They live in Canyon. I just want to see if that's a place. No. Okay. Denver, Denver. to Cheyenne is only an hour and a half. Okay, but still, they would have, he would have been there the day before. It's not like you just drive in that morning. Yeah, and oh, I haven't seen him since breakfast. It's clearly been some time since breakfast. What the hell are you doing? What time? Does a rodeo only happen at night? I mean, maybe it does. I think actually that might be true. Like rodeos are like a sports event, nighttime entertainment. But why, why aren't they there? Yeah, it's the timeline on this show is all screwy all the time. So they're like, he goes to fight Tucker, and now they're going to get in the car and race over there. They can't drive that fast. They're towing a bowl behind them. Are oh, no, they right? don't bring their own bowl. But still. They don't ride their own bowl? No, because remember, Austin I know. He pulled, to he pulled Hurricane. Yeah. Right. I would just think that you would ride your own. But don't you think Tough? what's Tough's job? Like, oh, he's like the clown guy. I know it's not a clown, guys. I'm he's sorry. He's a bull fighter. Yeah. Does he ride a... Anything? No, he's just on foot, right? Correct. Okay, whatever. That makes no sense to me either. Like, Missy didn't know where Cash was. Like, this is your dude that you're training. You're going to know where your guy's at. Like, it just was so dumb. Yeah, you're going to have a training set schedule for the day. Warm-ups and nutrition and everything else he needs to go through mm -hmm. to be ready for his ride. Right. Right. Not Cheyenne, but Cheyenne. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so I laughed out loud. Come on, dude. Cheyenne. It didn't need to be that that was the morning of Cheyenne. There was nope. no reason for that to be happening. Like, it not, could have been that weekend. Not Cheyenne, but Cheyenne. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so I laughed out loud. Come on, dude. Cheyenne. Okay. I think what's going to happen next episode is that it's going to pick up where it was left off, perhaps. 
maybe Cash getting leaving like the police station, and then um, then they ride off to Cheyenne, and he wins, and it's the end of the season. Mm. Or do you think they'll leave us with some cliffhanger? Well, that's what I'm wondering. What There's got to be some cliffhanger. They can't tie everything with a bow. But I know. they've got to wrap up enough. What is the cliffhanger going to be? Is it Cash getting potentially injured? The McMurray curse? Ooh. Is it yeah. JB not being sure if he's going to sponsor them? We've got multiple romantic relationships up in the air. Are we going to have any sort of action happening on those? I don't know. I don't know. Is Cody going to come to Cheyenne to see uh, Isabel? Well, he takes care of like, well, there's no horses. He's not taking care of horses there. Maybe he'll just go as her date. Well, there are horses because there's at the there's barrel riding and trick riding and all oh, of that. So, so he might be the on hand there to perhaps. I don't, shoes I don't know if farriers travel or if they have their own. That's what he is. He's a farrier. Is that the word? I think it yeah, is. I don't know. Just a few more days until we find out. That's all right. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you like this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. So before you go, pick up your phone, unless you're driving, and then wait. Open the Apple Podcasts app, tap the five stars, and type a little message letting everybody know what you love about this podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.